0: Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like it does every week, Sir Benny Little. How yeah, are you, mate? Good to
1: be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate you. Hey, what about this guest today? Oof. Oh, What about this? Hey, listeners, oh, we've got
0: some big guests over the last couple of months, but this one right here, I know you are usually the basketball royalty in the yes, room. Yes, yes. Well, let me tell you about this guy here. Yeah. A man who doesn't need much of an intro, but I'm going to give him an intro anyway. Come on. He's uh. That's, let's see. He's the founder and CEO of the Big Ball brand. That's, yeah. that's given away already. That's a lot. Uh, the father of three professional basketball players, two of whom are currently playing in the NBA. Oh. Lamello with the Charlotte Hawks, uh, Charlotte Hornets, sorry. Liangelo with the Chicago Bulls. Guys, our, our guest in the spirit of sport.
1: Uh, am I saying everything right? Lonzo with the Chicago sorry, Bulls. Sorry, man. It's sorry. all right. You should do this. I'm not, I'm not that no, good at basketball. It's all right. You're better than that, but that's cool. <laughs> our
0: guest in the spirit of sport is none other.
1: The one and only you LeVar Ball. Come on. Hey, thank you, guys, man. Appreciate you. So good to have you, you man. Whoa, so have you,
0: you man. I, um, I saw you at the game last night. Okay. Uh, And first thing, what did you think of the game? Man, I thought the game
2: was very interesting, man. Uh, after they told me the rules that you only can pass the ball back,
3: yep. so I was like, why <laughs> they don't throw it
2: forward? <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking of football, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then they kicked it all of a sudden. And they said after, I guess, every six times you're down, then after that, you yep. kick it. So once I understood that part, then I can kind of understand the concept of the game.
0: There, there are—it's obviously very different to NFL, but the similarities right. in that you've got, you got—you know—you got your downs, you got your five downs, if right, right, right. And if you're not in good position, you punt it down, right, 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 right. So there are right. similarities. I got another question though, because I was—the team from Lending Association said they hosted you in their box. Oh, I like Um it. But. I heard the rumor that there was a pizza shop closing and you had to make the pizza. Where is this pizza shop and was it any good? Man, it's called, I guess it's called Cretinis or
2: Cretini's. Oh, Cranini's. Cranini's? Yeah, Cranini's. Oh, Oh, yeah, okay. God. Hey, I ate there three nights in a row. True, Yeah, I keep coming back for that same pizza. That pizza was good.
0: I'll tell you a story. About, when I was playing, We they used to be our sponsor. So they used to be in our shorts, Cretinis, right? Yeah. And they gave us, it was like a like a black card that you can just use whenever you want and get as much as you want for free. Yeah. And needed to say, it was three months. It was supposed to be a 12 month card. Three months in, they, they cancelled it because our boys were flogging it every night. <laughs> I just come there right now. It's a big bill. Uh, but it's a good uh, pizza. It's a good yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But I, they, do, they do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Stuff that I like, but they, they give you a proportion that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because the first time I went there, I had some spaghetti, but that was spaghetti for a family.
3: <laughs> I could
2: eat only a quarter of the plate. And, you know, I don't yeah. like to leave stuff when I ordered. I don't like it's to rude. let my it's eyes rude. overrun my stomach. But, man, I was like, I'll oh, get me a, some spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. And they brought that thing. I was like, ain't no way I can eat all this. <laughs> it was good, too, uh, though. But I could uh, not. It was like a pot of spaghetti. Yeah. I wanted a plate, not a pot. Oh, man. But it
0: that, it, was, good. Yeah, it yeah, was good. But it was good. But it was
1: good. Now, LaVar, we want to talk about the boys. We want to talk about business. For sure. For we sure. We want to talk about the family. But before we do, what's going on in Australia? Tell us a bit about this tour. What are you up to? Man, this, Where this tour are you
2: in, in Australia, man, to have these uh, little tournaments that we're going to have in the clinics and just to see the kids smiling and stuff like that, man, yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing. We got this thing called the ball verse, and I, I'm learning as we're going around with this because it's all about the metaverse too. Yep. Uh, but meeting all these different peoples and, and going to these different games and stuff like that, I'm a people person, so I'm having a great time over here in Australia. Yeah. And that's what people keep asking me, well, how you like it over here? <laughs> I'll be like, man, the places is all the same to me. It's just the people I meet. That, that makes the places for
1: me. Yeah. Now, you have been in Australia before with your son, Mello. Tell yes. us a bit about that. What, what were some of your takeaways at that time here?
2: But the same thing. You know, um, the good thing when Mello came here in Australia is the summer. So, so Mello was only one to have two summers. So you got this this wonderful weather. You, <laughs> you stand by the beach. Uh, I mean, the notoriety that he was getting, playing in a huge arena. Yeah. It, it was it's a beautiful experience. And as long as he's smiling, I'm smiling. Yeah. yeah. So we had a great time over here.
1: As a player, did you um did you like how he was coached? Did you like how he he was involved with the, with the Hawks being a seventeen-year-old playing with adults? Right, right. Like, but see, Melo Mello been a pro w- with me since
2: he been sixteen. So we, we traveled to Lithuania and, and eighteen different countries before we came over here. Really crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Cool, he, he been in China and Shanghai, and all that. Yeah, and Mello. You know, he wanted to come here. Yeah. So uh, a lot of coaches, man. It's it's hard to coach Mello. On the fact that uh, if you used to grown men doing everything, and yeah. now you have this teenager from another country, you're not really going to believe in him like that. Mm-hmm. So so, so even when he came to the Hawks, they had another player that was uh, who played in the NBA. Yep. Brooks? Rooks? Uh, I think his name was Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if he don't get hurt, then Melo don't get to do what he do. Right. Yeah. But eventually you had to hand the keys to Melo, so yep. now you can see this young phenom doing all this stuff, and people were shocked. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. The belief... The best coach is a, is a coach who believes yeah. in a player, and sometimes he has to gain that respect because you can't spot it quick enough.
0: Mm-hmm. How how do you keep, so you mentioned the countries that your son played in? Yes. How do you keep your your children focused on you know on on the goal? You know, it's there's so many, yeah, you know, different parts of the world, and they got all this attention, and people mm-hmm. are talking, and they're only teenagers still. Right. How do you keep them focused on getting the job done?
2: Well, it's not even about getting a job done, because it's never going to be done. He has yep. a passion for basketball, yep. so he just plays. And all the other stuff that comes around, like I told my boys, he wants to be the best. He's not playing for the money yep. and the notoriety and all that. He want to be the best player in the world.
0: Uh, that's awesome. So so yeah. it's a
2: different kind of mindset for that. Mm. So even though my boys are in the NBA, they plan to be the best in the world. Yep. Like I said, the only time I see them really being the best is when they all get on the same team. Mm. Other than that, you just see little flashes. And that's okay. why people say, how your boy doing in uh NBA? Say, he doing all right. Because i seen him play better with, yeah. his, with his brothers. Yeah, um, oh, so cool. In, until yeah, I yeah. see that.
1: When you guys see that, yeah, yeah. it's going to be the craziest thing
2: you've ever seen before.
1: Let's go. So all boys were together at Chino Hills, weren't yes. they? Played together. Now tell us a bit about like the winning record, kind of what went down around you guys. Man,
2: like I said, the other two boys, Leangelo and uh, Lonzo was at the you know high school. But as soon as Melo came, now I got all three boys. Yeah. And the last time they was together, undefeated. Like I told people, it's going to be the biggest thing before yeah. the season even start. I said ain't no not one team could beat us. And we scoring in 32 minutes over 100 points.
1: Yeah. Wow. So it's
2: just scoring a boy that never happened before. So you really can't coach that. Yeah. You just got to sit back and 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 believe that these boys can get it done. They were shooting from half court, throwing full lobs length of the court yeah. too fast. And nobody ever seen that before. So we pressing the whole game. So like I said, it was easy for us to win.
0: Yeah. I know for in my experience in, in our sport, you get to an age where you get the fame and then I know you said the boys aren't playing for money, but then all of a sudden the party scene and the women all that comes on the how 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 do you how do you get through that, temptation? like and keep everyone focused as well?
2: But like I said, with my with my boys, uh at a at a early age, yeah, you know, everybody was like like when Mello was in kindergarten and uh, Jello was second grade, and Alonzo was third grade, they were playing uh, middle school teams like yeah. six, seven, and eight. And we beating these guys. So yeah. when they come out to the gym, all these other parents was like, How old are you guys? Where are you guys from? So they're getting all this notoriety. Yeah. But they learn how to deal with folks on the rich side and folks on the poor side. Yeah. So, so being focused. When they was in high school, they was driving BMWs and Cadillacs. Yeah. So you can't offer them no, no tennis shoes and be like, come play for my AAU right. or, or Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. and that. Yeah. You know, but it allowed me to give them that at an early age so they don't look at it. So when they, let's say coming from L.A. and you yeah. see the women in the cars, you're not phased by that because you already awesome. had that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and by seeing me with my wife, so now they're not, hey, let me chase all these girls. Yeah. It's like man, you'd be lucky if you get a good one. Yeah. 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 That's, that's and, awesome. And, and, and so that's not yeah. where they like man, I got to deal with this one. I got to deal with it. And like the thing with Mello and that's why he had this thing where his girlfriend is like 30 something years old. And before I'm thinking like normal people. Yeah. Oh man, you just want to have some kids with my boy. You don't really love him like that. Yeah. And you're a woman so you can kind of trick him. Yeah. Cuz Mello never had a chance to have the puppy love, the high school thing. Right. On the mm. fact that you at 16 you across the world yeah, you know, Lonzo had problems with his girl because mm. she was a high school sweetheart. But then high school sweetheart, but when that money come in, then you got people in your ear. Oh, you get a kid, you know, you can you can live forever now. Yeah. So now they use the kid like kind of like a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And now Lonzo's no longer with her, so he right. has to get somebody else. So this is part of life too. Yeah. You know, so so like I tell him, it's a, it's a spectrum yeah. where the boys are young and all this money, but you're never gonna meet a woman usually like 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 your mom. Yeah. That yeah. I met. Yeah, yeah. And I feel bad for that because you have so much money you know, on Google and everybody can know what you're doing and you don't know what they're there for. Yeah. And sometimes it's just for the money. But the girls that uh, LeAngelo has and uh, LaMelo, they like grown women and they had their own thing going. Right. Everybody else that's in their young 20s, they say they models and all they're doing is standing in front of a mirror Instagram. Yeah. Like you're only on no billboards. You're not doing your own thing. You're just relying on my boys.
3: Yeah. So they
2: get up when they want and they have no pride and they don't do nothing.
3: Mm. Yeah, so after a while, you,
2: you get tired of seeing the same lazy person sitting over there, yeah, without doing nothing. That's so, right. so, so yeah, that's yeah. why I'm saying, yeah. I don't have to tell my boys, yo, find you one that you chill with, she do everything you want the yeah. way you want to do it, and that's that's a good thing. So, Lovely. you don't have to go out there and not really say stay focused, if great, you love Doing something, you just do it.
0: It's a great example, man. Mm. I know, I know everyone knows a lot about yourself, and I do know, and I know Lawns at of at the Hornets, <laughs> but producer Tom, so listeners, if you're listening to this, please. Get off my back! Go to the comments <laughs> and blame producer Tom for putting this together. I'm mean, going. You know what? I'm going to throw these questions out. Throw it out. There Let's you go. go. There you go. Let's All go. All right. Listen. I don't wanna, listen. I know your sons are amazing, but I want to hear a bit your story. So tell me about where you grew up and, and how you know you came into fall in love with sport in general. Like, how did you... I grew up in L.A. South Central. Wow. Which yeah. Which is
2: in California. All the thugs in the hood, hoods is over there. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys from South Central they don't come out like me. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. Ain't too many dudes from South Central gonna be over here in Australia. Yeah. First of all, you ain't got no passport, and you just stay on the block. Yeah. You know. So, me, I come from a big family. Uh, not a, not a big family to me. Not yeah. to some of these guys I met that come from Samoa. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah.
3: you, know, you know, you got seven kids. You think it's, it's
2: five boys and two girls in my family. So that sound huge. Okay. Right? Yeah. But when you talk to some of these other guys, I got fourteen yeah, kids yeah, and twelve. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, man. They got no TVs over there, Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But but me. I was just a guy who could play any sport
3: yeah.
0: from
2: baseball to football. I just love playing. I don't like watching. Yeah. And and as me growing up, I always thought like in, in basketball and football, whatever, I'll say it's you know, 90% black, but they don't own nothing. So I always thought like, man, why nobody ever thought to come in to the game with their own brand and yeah, stop well. letting Nike and Adidas just get, but most of the talent comes from the hood Yep. or lower income neighborhood because they're so talented, they want to get out of that. OK, so you can give them a little bit of something and they like, I'm cool with it. And, and that's how you can get away with that. But if their vision is not big, like ownership has always been my thing because I'm like, man, these guys who own these teams, they don't do anything, but they can pay everybody on the team.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, and then one of the things my dad was always saying, which we never did a lot of sports because he had the wrong concept. You have five boys and two girls. We all faster and stronger than everybody. But his vision was like, you need to own the team. But he didn't understand, I don't want to own the team. I want to play. Yeah. When you said, I didn't start playing sports where it was competitive until I was in the 10th grade to high school. Wow. So by my dad doing that, so now I put my boys in basketball at four, five, earlier age Mm. to get where they at. So by the what the things my dad did with me, I flipped a few things right. and that's why I'm so sex so successful.
1: Yeah. And sexy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's good, it's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, you made you made um uh you know you did financially well early on in the boys' life and you were right. able to give them like the cars and, right, and right, all right. of that. Right. Um, so they weren't enticed by other people um mm. you know dangling it in front of them. Um ha- what did you do to get to get that success? What did you do early on there? How did you early on came?
2: with me, see I was I was so talented man. Um playing college basketball, right? Uh, I got a chance to play in the NFL, so on some practice squads and stuff like that. Right. So the money I made from that, uh, I kind of figured that everybody works usually, the normal person works for a house note and a car note. Yeah. Let me get those out the way with the little money I make right. in an NFL. So right. I was able yeah. to buy a house and and the cars that I want. Not the car cars, well, a bunch of them, but uh, a couple yeah. of cars was good. So now I create my own business in Chino Hills, which is uh, Big Ballers Training. And then with big ballers training, in the area I was in, the people would pay for the training. So I would train, but also train them with my boys. So if I'm training three guys that's that's 14 years old playing basketball, and my kids are only 9 and 10 and 6 and 3 on 3 in the backyard, you can't beat my kids. So... My boys are pros. Why? The consistency of the years that went by. Yeah. I've trained thousands of kids throughout my lifetime.
1: Right. But the only
2: ones that make it are my boys because of that 18 years yeah, of yeah. consistency. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and they always going. So I, here's the thing I couldn't lose. If I'm training three kids, charging $50 for each kid, yeah. so that's 150 Yeah. to go against my boys for that hour. And then... They finish another hundred and fifty come in. Yeah. And play against my boys. So my boys are getting six or seven hours of training and it's just fun because I'm telling them, don't lose yeah. in the backyard. You got home court <laughs> yeah, advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so they just getting these guys to test them all the time. So as I'm training ten people to run up the hill, my boys want to be the first ones. Yeah. Push up, dips, pull ups, they want to be the strongest. Yeah. So wow. it gave them that competitiveness at an early age. Yeah. And it's just constant training where it was not where I had to push them to say, hey son, let's go do this. Yeah. Let's go do that.
0: You you mentioned growing up in the area you did. Now that you have the success, has that helped guide you? And so, how does how do you turn this success now into something a vision that you want to turn it into in the future? So, in ten years' time, where do you want to be?
2: Like I said, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told everybody else.
0: In ten years' time, I want to be the
2: biggest brand ever.
0: Yeah. yes.
2: See, see, and 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 what I said about that man being successful, I, I think it's a mindset. If you come from a, uh, let's say you come from a lower income neighborhood and you got 12 siblings, but you have your own apartment and you have a job, you're successful. Yeah. But you don't have to look at me and say, does he have diamond chains on his necks or or Rolls Royces and all that. Yeah. That's not, it's successful, but I got a bigger vision for that. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, like I said, I I got a motorcycle jacket that I sell for Triple B's.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't have a motorcycle.
3: Yeah.
2: I have hot sauce that I sell. Hot sauce? Yes. Stay in yeah, your lane good. hot sauce. Yes, man. No, What's it called? It's stay in your lane hot sauce.
3: Good. And the fact good. that I like
2: Mexican food, I put my own hot sauce on it. Yeah. And if it get too hot, I got water that I sell. <laughs> really? I, I drink my own water. <laughs> and then when my hands is all dirty from all the stuff that I done ate and drank, I got yeah. my own shampoo and soap. Uh,
0: well, <laughs> Hand soap. Good. Yes. And it's all Big ball of brand? Big ball of brand. I got my own so, apparel. So what else you got? You got hot sauce, Water. apparel, water.
2: Hot sauce. Soap. Uh, uh, soap Apparel, rims and tires. Yep. Yeah. Wow. How'd you end up in rims and tires? Man, because I like cars. <laughs> yeah,
3: okay,
2: okay. First thing you do is go get you some sound system or tint the windows and yeah. get you some rims. Yeah. yeah. I got to get into that. Yeah. So I got my own rims and then the tires.
3: Yeah. So all that
2: stuff would come in, and just like I said, uh, the, the media shows, all the stuff like that, and just like the people that I'm meeting over here, Yeah. I, I want to create something that I can bring back to Australia.
0: I was going to ask that. So are you selling your product in Australia yet, or is it just in America? No,
2: no. My stuff is all over the world. It's online.
0: Yeah, okay. So it don't
2: matter. And I've been, yeah. like I said, to 18 different countries, so there's people buying stuff in all the
0: countries. And let's plug it. What, what's your website? Is it just Big yes. Baller Brand?
2: Yeah. If you go to BigBallerBrand.com. Yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. i want to get some hot sauce, don't you? Yeah, yeah, got oh, that all, all there, on guys. there. Yeah, good. Cool. that
1: all on there. Now, LaVar, we know you as the, the visionary. Yes. The coach uh, the you know you instilled belief into your kids. You mm. empowered them. You power the pe- people you coach. You really um, it's it's obvious that they're some of your strong characteristics. With your young guys, what are the, some of the things we wouldn't have seen um, you do with them, like like the nurture and the development and the softer side of um, raising those boys? Tell us a bit about that. Well, the same way I, I coach everybody,
2: ain't nothing changed. I've always been like that. So you're not going to see no softer side or nothing like this. Um, I think sometimes to, to be successful, especially if you can have a mate like like my wife. Right. She's, she's one of those, uh, like, I'll give you a story. Okay. She never told the boys where well, they do good and score 40, and 50 points and have triple doubles and we lose. She never was the one that said, well, I know your dad's hard on you, but you guys did it good. You did a great job. Right they would score like 45 points and we lose by three. She more like, damn, if you would have scored 48, we would have been good. She would have passed <laughs> it the other time. You know, and, and, and Mello being a, like, let's say, a kindergartner playing yep. against sixth and seventh graders, if one of those dudes knocked Mello down, she never was like, oh, my baby. She like, get your ass up and let's roll. Yes.
3: Right? So you,
2: you got to have that. And the fact of her being a basketball player, our, our weekends for years was like a family outing. So she never, like, like, let six or seven years go, and you keep yeah. doing this. Your wife is usually gonna say, if she don't play basketball and don't understand it or the sport, she's gonna be like, I gotta spend some time with my girlfriends at least. I'm going to the mall, I'm going over here. Yeah. Tina never did that. She just been with me the whole time. I
0: love, so, so, so I love it's, that. It's, it's special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I hate, and this is i don't know if it's not controversial or not, but I hate the everyone gets an award now. These kids go, they compete, and everyone gets a ribbon, everyone gets a trophy. I hate that. That's why I love <laughs> that you, Yeah. Your your yeah. missus is like, no, right. You need right. to score more points. You need to win right, the game. Right, Because right, right. that's how you create winners. You don't yeah. create winners yes. by giving eighth place a trophy. It doesn't right, work. Right, right, yeah. right,
2: right, right. Yeah. And, and one of the things was good about my boys is I always told them this. So that's why people can't uh, kind of interview them and have them do. I say every time we, every time you win a game of something. It, that's, it's not because of you. It's because of the—let's say a guy usually get four rebounds, and he get eight rebounds. Yeah. The reason we won is because he got eight rebounds. That's what you say. So every time you win, you 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 give it to all the players. Yeah. Somebody else. Every time you lose, you say, well, I had a triple-double and all this. I lost because of me. I didn't get the guys prepared enough, or I didn't make the right decisions, or, or it, was, it, was, it was all me. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. So every time we lose, you don't have to worry about your teammates worrying about nothing because you're going to take all the blame. So I've always had them like that in our house. All the playing that the boys did, I had these five and six foot trophies that we win in all these tournaments. We don't have no trophies in the house, yeah. Because I don't need no trophy to say that I won. Yeah, you know, winning is up here. You got to win. Mm. So, so winning.
0: I mean, it doesn't justify because you give us a trophy that we get. But who taught you all that? Like, how did you figure that out? They're obviously great. So that, that... Uh, no, Nobody. That's just
2: me.
3: You just, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah,
2: yeah. it's just me. Yeah, I don't cool. need nobody to motivate me or show me how to do it. I can look at things Yeah, like, you know what? I want to do this. Yeah. And it's just like with Big Boiler Brand and all this stuff, um, I have, like I said, siblings, my mom and dad, uh, Tina's mom and dad. I've yeah. seen everybody work 9 to 5.
3: Yeah,
1: right. It's
2: very easy for me to say, I don't want to do 9 to 5. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: okay, if you don't want to do 9 to 5, you,
1: you better
2: create something
1: else. yeah. Your um your basketball philo- philosophy I've watched yes. this week yes. is um get out and run, pass Man. the ball, move the ball, and shoot the ball. Yes. Now, do you have any perspective when it comes to missing a lot of shots? So, like, you're getting out and throwing. What if what if they're like they miss 15 threes in a row? Has that ever happened? How do you how do you address that?
2: Well, here's the thing: this this system that I created is is you, you can't beat it if yeah. you got the right guys right. on a, on the fact that I went to you know, the different countries to play. Mm. And with my JBA team. And we never had a home game. But I go over there and tell them, never lost. Mm.
1: Because
2: you guys, for you to win, you got to change the engine in the car. You guys can't go to 120, 130. You can make it to 100. Yeah. So so my philosophy is like this. Tell me this. Would you rather have a team shoot 40 out of 50? Great. 40 out of 50. Or you want a guy to shoot 50 out of 120. I'm going to take that 50 out of 120, so get more more threes. Yeah. I went over when I was in Lithuania, and the coach would coach sometimes uh, some of the games, and then uh, some of the other tournaments he would let me coach over there. And I'm like, everybody on this team in Lithuania can shoot the ball. So, so you need to shoot 63s a game, man. Yeah. So the games he coaching, 50s and 60s, the games I'm coaching and they loving it these dudes are scoring 120 right. but I'm like I'm gonna take advantage of everybody can shoot threes so we're gonna shoot more threes yeah but he didn't like that because they not taught that over there it's like all these guys wanted to shoot they'll shoot four four out of seven yeah three out of six and they won't shoot no more because they won't be 50 percent high percentage right my, my 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 boys they'll shoot 15 out of 35 right they'll yeah. keep on shooting and keep on playing yeah so so my thing is this everybody used to always talk about you know the percentage of the shooting. Do you want a guy who shoots, uh, let's say, seventy percent threes, and never win, or you want a guy who shoots maybe twenty percent, but he keep making the game winner and y'all keep winning? Yeah. I'm gonna take that guy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He, so so when you start putting your mind in these different thinking, and it's like okay, it's just like say you playing baseball, yeah, and and you get more swings, you you got a chance to hit more if you get more swings at it. Right. So that's why I'm like take a lot of shots. Right. Take a lot of shots when you're wide open. Just keep. I think the person who shoots the most shots is usually going to win. Now, yeah. what if you fast break most of the time? If you fast break like the whole game, your percentage is going to be higher doing layups than yeah, shooting yeah. threes. And when you mix them together, yeah, you score a lot of points. Yeah. So that's what that's why I look at it like that. Yeah. And your game, yeah. your game uh, with the rugby. Yeah. This is what I thought the <laughs> other day. Yeah. I'm like, man, if I'm on the side and you guys are passing the ball to this guy, to this guy, to this guy, to this guy. My vision was like this. I was like, man, I'm going to be over here, but I'm going to throw it all the way to the other side of the field to one of our fastest players and see if you can get over there and catch him before you do one move and get there. Right, yeah. I'm going to do that every time. Yeah. Because because the guys are trying to shake, but it's all congested in the middle. I see, I'm looking on TV <laughs> and I'm watching these guys, and I'm like, you can't even shake because it's congested in the middle. How about yeah. I throw all the stuff to the end, over all that, and hopefully yeah. my fastest guy... One big dude can maybe block for yeah. him, and get in the way for a minute, and then, boom! Yeah. And by the time all these people in the middle shift over there, that boy gone. Yeah. But that's just me. I don't know how the <laughs> game is no, played.
1: You can kick it, too. You can yeah. do that by kicking. Just and, kick
2: and, it over there. And this is what I do. Mm. I get the guy. I don't care. I say, whoever kicked the highest, that's the dude I need. Kick it up as high as you can yeah. over in that corner, and I want my fastest dude to outrun everybody and, and, yeah. and get over there. Yeah. Yeah. A, l-
0: a lot of games are won on the back of a good kick. So like, yeah. those high yes. kicks can. End if up... you can get a
2: high kick, so they can run under it. Yeah. You gotta have speed. To run. You can't kick no t- like yeah. this. Dude, never be able to get under it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. But if
2: you kick it to the moon and yeah. that fool's still running, yeah. outrunning everybody and get that last kick. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. i be a crazy coach <laughs> over here, man. It's rugby. And I saw oh. it for the first time, man and right. I was just asking yeah. cuz everybody is
1: mate with your with your boys what made you choose ba- basketball over like football or where, where you Well that's why I
2: explained to folks man you, from me picking my wife yeah she's 6'1 so all my boys going to have long arms yeah right so before I wasn't like I was like hey man let's see if you could play football let's see if you could play basketball baseball then I'll pick uh, nah, from day one I put him in baseball and and Lonzo and Jello was like man if you ain't hitting the pitching, this game is boring. Right. And then I, I put him in football uh, at an early age, but I put him in flag football. Okay, so he's fast, and I gave him three audibles, and he was beating teams three or four years older in the flag. Yeah. But in, in, in basketball, you could put Mello at 11 years old to play against 17-year-olds because he understands the system, and he also has the IQ. You, you can't do yeah. that with rugby. You can't take a kid that's 8 and nah, tell him to play with some dude that's 12. Nah, that dude's going to yeah. kill him. I don't yeah. care how good you are. Mm-hmm. But, see, with Melo, he's just like a little rabbit in the street. You get yeah. out, of, out of the way quick and know how to shoot floaters and all that. So yeah. now your game catch up to you for the pros, and you're a six, seven point guard, six eight point guard. Yeah. But he's been doing that because he's been a little guy all the time. Right. Yeah. So, so his IQ is real high. He know how to get rid of the ball fast and stuff like that. Yeah. So the boys always played way up.
0: Yeah. Have that, I watched Michael Jordan's documentary. He was talking about hitting the gym. And I never understood why being strong was important in basketball. Right, right. And then I went and watched, I told you I watched the Mavericks a couple of months ago. And uh-huh. I saw Luca and, and using his body. I'm like, it actually makes a difference to have a bit right. of muscle. Are, are your boys done growing? Are they still got some growing to go, get into them? But here's the thing, man.
2: They, they can get stronger, but they got to come back to me.
0: Yeah, okay. you know.
2: You know and, and the reason being, they don't know how to train, the, the, the NBA don't know how to train them. And like I said, when, when, when Jello gets on the scene, everybody's gonna see. Cause y'all, like I said, that boy benched 400 pounds. Yeah. Playing point, you know, playing shooting guard. So the, so the other ones are gonna get that, but they they wiry strong. Cause uh, my boys can do both. Usually you have guys that can bench press,
0: but then they three, can't move.
2: Three, three four hundred pounds, they thick, yeah. but they can't do a pull up or a yeah. push up. Well, it's it's the same in like the our
0: sport. The, the big, strong guys in the middle, yes. they can't, they're can't. they not the fast guys. They're not the right, guys that can right, run around. Right, 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 yeah. right.
2: Yeah. And the same thing. If you got these guys that can do 40 pull-ups, but they can't bench press 250 pounds. Yep. But when you can do both, you a monster. Yeah, yeah. See, that's why my boys are, are, why are we strong from doing the pull-ups and the dips? So that's why I make my guys do, and this is the system, as soon as my boys hit 12, 12 years old, you're three-fourths of your groin, so it's not going to stunt your growth. Yep. Anything before that, anything before that, you do pull-ups, push-ups, because you're dealing with your own body weight. Yep. So you won't stunt your growth. So what happens is when you get 12, go two years of lifting weights. So by the time you lift weights for two years, you're 14. Yeah. So now you're a little bigger and stronger. Now you can deal with the seventeen and 18s because you have the strength. You've been lifting weights for two years. Yeah. So now you can compete. So now you're at a young age. Because the game of basketball, how many pick and rolls are you going to roll? How many things are you going to do? The game can't change. You only can do so much. Mm. But that what happens on different levels are, on any level in any sport, they get faster and stronger. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So now you got this guy who used to be skinny and little. Now you have got to guard LeBron James, who's six nine, who can dribble. You got to guard Giannis, who's seven feet, who can dribble. These guys are bigger and stronger and faster.
3: Yeah.
2: As opposed to when you were super young, okay, short guy, you play point. Big guy, you play center. You slow.
0: Your boys didn't seem to – like a lot of kids, when they go going good in our sport, they're always a big boy against little kids, and they, and they just dominate. Yes. And then they get to the big stage, and they're so used to being the dominant force, so they struggle to handle the big boys. Yeah. Your kids seem to seamlessly kind of join that – the higher division, the NBA. Because
2: I, I, this is what I did. I trained my boys from, from day one. Uh, we had these teams, and, and all the good basketball players want to play with my boys. But I have them on a the team with guys with no names from around the corner to let them know, you can win with all these good guys on the team, but how good can you play with a raggedy-ass team? Can you make all these guys better? Yeah. So if I keep doing that from day one instead of picking an all-star team all the time. Yeah. Because when you're a lottery pick, you go to the weakest team anyway. Right. So they've been used to that since they've been babies. Nobody ever heard of Chino Hills. But – the major high schools, everybody wanted my boys to go to these private schools. They want them to go to Oak Hill. They want them to go to my very, Hey, Lavar, bring them over here. We do all this. No, know. We're going to go around the corner. Right. Because it ain't, it ain't the school to make the dude. It's the dude to make the school. Yeah, go on.
1: Yeah.
2: And I always thought, and I told them this, and this is another thing they laugh about. I said, man, if you can go in the jungle in Africa and find somebody, you, you, all you got to do is go up the freeway, you can find my boys. <laughs> it's easy. You can find talent anywhere.
3: Yeah, yeah. But
2: I'm like, if you're all in these different countries and all this, come up the freeway, they right here.
1: Yeah. So if
2: you're really that guy, they will find you if you're talented. You don't have to say
1: nothing. They'll that, find you. Yeah, now you got Mello at the Charlotte Hornets now. Yes. Playing uh, for the great Michael Jordan. Right. How is their relationship and how do you feel about that?
2: Their relationship it ain't it ain't really a relationship,
1: right? On the fact that,
2: um, like I said, Jordan be doing his thing, and you know he stayed right. He, he got a, well, I ain't gonna say he stayed. I'm gonna say he got a place above Melo. but that's that's a nice story. You drafted him, you got him standing under you, but Melo, never seen him, right? And yeah. and, and it's kind of hard. You you want to sell something to the team, on the fact that. Can you imagine this? I never seen him at I never seen him at a game. He can't be in the same gym I'm in. Because if we come in there, can you imagine everybody's eyes? They look at him, and then I bounce the ball two times. They're going to be like, are they going to play (laughs) one-on-one? Forget the game. I just want to see if if LeVar can really beat him or he can beat LeVar. They're going to do that. And I have my own brand. And, and, and mellows with, with Puma, and he has his own brand. Yeah. So you don't want to really be in the same room with us. Right. So it's better, let's just sell the place. Because now you old, and the youngsters is like, hey, Mike, instead of, hey, Mike, let me take a picture. they like, hey, Mike, where's Mellow? Right. <laughs> and if you've been the big dog all this time, and nobody's really keeping you relevant no more, because these 12- and 13-year-olds don't know nothing. They don't know nothing. We know about Mike.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's
2: been an old era the young kids don't. they like, me. Mellow is the best.
1: Right. So
2: uh, that's kind of hard to swallow when you go to the gym and you ain't that dude all the time no more. Yeah, right. Because you, know? you got Mellow is a different type of beast. He never had nobody coming in there with the, with the father like it is, the brothers, the, the brand. The, I mean, it's too much with people are did, looking right past Did you and
0: MJ ever cross paths as kids or when you were younger? No, no. no never Never fight Never fight. No, no.
2: Nah, nah, nah. We couldn't do that. He's a... He's a country boy, I'm a city boy.
0: All ah, right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Some dude from North Carolina ain't going to run into no dude from LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So,
3: nah. Yeah.
1: Now you created the JBA. Yes. Um tell us a bit, tell us what it stands for and tell us a bit about right. your um your goal, your goal with doing that. It was called uh Junior
2: Basketball Association. I yep. created that because for my boys. Okay? After I took uh from Lithuania and uh took Jello out of UCLA, I couldn't I don't want to cry and be like, oh, can I get my son in this college?
3: Yeah.
2: Can I get my boy back into this? Uh, nah, I'm not going to go to nobody and cry for that. I'm going to create my own league. Right. I did that with my own money. And that's yeah. why folks were like, I didn't wait for no investors and be like, oh, we're going to do this. But to keep my boys playing
3: yeah.
2: without that gap to find out where they're going to go or whatever? No, we go across the country, to go across the waters. I didn't need nobody. People was like, who said he can go? Nobody. I'm playing grown men. Yeah. But but it made my sons better and we had pro rules when I had my league. Now Mello and I brought Jello there we playing 48 minutes and I'm never subbing my boys and we pressing and running the whole time, scoring 160 170 points.
3: Right.
2: Wow. And nobody can beat us so they talent this is getting better and better. Yeah. Ain't nothing like experience.
3: Yeah.
2: And and if I'm believing in them and I'm letting them play the whole game, 48 minutes with no sub, yeah. our style. Yeah. So Jello is averaging 50, Mello's averaging a triple double where he's getting damn near thirty points, fifteen rebounds, and twenty assists. Yeah. And folks are like, there ain't no real numbers. Man, all them folks was trying to beat my boys. Can't
0: okay. mm. <laughs> too fast. So so you got the is a is a BBT still around? The train the training, BBT, is it still around? What is that? Your training Oh big ball is training? Yep. Uh no. Okay. Can't be. Are you have you ever looked at being an agent or managing any other Basketball players? Do you do that? Uh,
2: not at this moment, but I'm gonna get an agency to put my boys under. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the, the The passion for me to train is there's, it's not there no more.
0: So who looks after That's your boys crazy. at the moment? Is it you, or do, are they with? No, the agency? after the boys,
2: they would. You know, you with your team now. They're grown men.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So
2: the people around them. But I'm saying, as far as training, yeah, I still got that concept of like, okay, you need to run these hills. Yeah. You need to drink this milk. You need to train not with these rubber bands, but with this pig iron. Yeah. So all the stuff that you did with me to get there, yep. now you get to the top of the game, and now you don't train like that no more. Now my boys is all need surgery and busted up because yeah. you're not running no heels no more. You're not yeah. drinking no milk like that. Yeah. So you're not eating the vegetables and doing all this stuff and yeah. doing my training with that pig iron. You're on a treadmill. You ain't doing no heels. But they like to say, oh, Lavar, train them too hard. That's why they all broke up now. Yeah. If I don't train them like that, they never get to where they're at.
0: Every bit of advice I've got. So I've recently retired a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And every retired player said, don't stop moving. Because that's when your, your body starts breaking down. Yes. So as soon as you just start easing off your body, yes. your body starts breaking down. So I'm, I'm I'm a big believer in rest equals rust. I feel right. like the, the right. easier you take it on yourself, the, the more your body starts breaking right. down. Because uh, you look, as, as you're
2: young, you do a lot of stuff. Yeah. As you've got all this money in your NBA, if you're not training on the court, you, uh, you're sleeping in a hotel all day. So you ain't doing no extra stuff, in mm, moving this. Yeah. So now now you're trying to go out there and play 100 miles an hour. So now you tearing up muscles, doing all kind of stuff.
0: How, how do your boys take it? Like, they, is their headspace okay when they go through injuries? Are they? Well, it's
2: part of sports. They're yeah. They gotta deal with it. So.
0: Like, cause I, I know personally, and a lot of guys I play with, it's it's an emotional rollercoaster. So when you're winning and everything's good, you're on top of the world, you feel awesome. And then you know if you're losing or you know contracts or injuries, and you can always you know, the the mind games kick in. Um, do they lean on you much? Do they like? How do they get? Well, through? no, they don't have
2: to lean on me much because I, I train it from an early age. Yeah, it's part of sports. We just want to be winning and grinning.
3: Yeah. So it ain't no uh,
2: good times, bad times. Okay. It's, yeah, it's just it's just situations that you have to overcome. Awesome. So so you're yep. never gonna be waving. Like, I feel good when I'm winning. Yeah. But it sucks when I lose, and it's just like this. This is what I told him: when you're winning, and everybody is like, "Oh my God, Lonzo's the best, Jello's the best, Mello's the best." When you're winning. But when you're losing, people say, man, you're raggedy. You're a bust. Be ready for yeah. both ends.
3: Yeah.
0: So,
2: those don't be all happy because you're winning. And when you're losing, you don't want nobody to look at you now. Uh, don't say it was me. No.
0: Yeah. This but, is how it goes. But team-wise, the teams that have good cultures, winning cultures, I love that. You watch them in a the change room after a game. So, the teams that aren't used to winning, mm-hmm. when they win, there's beers and music and partying. Right, right, right. And when they lose, it's like a morgue and they're depressed and they're quiet. Whereas the winners, they get in the changes regardless of whether they win or lose. Right. You see them taking off their strapping, they enjoy themselves, they're smiling, and they just get ready for business. Yes. They lose, the world's on over, we'll get back next week. Yeah. And I love seeing that. And you're talking about that as an athlete individually. That's awesome that they
1: instilled that in them as
0: athletes yes. because yeah. it's, it's really important. That That's what keeps you clear as, as an athlete, not yeah. not right. doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'd love to see the boys playing together. How do, yes. how do we make this happen?
2: How? <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to happen.
1: Yeah? Man, okay. Man, I'm trying to tell y'all. Yeah. Here,
2: here's the thing. Uh... Sometimes you have to wait a long time, but when, when contracts come up, yeah. it's up to the players. That's why LeBron was able to play with D. Wade and the other guy, Bosh, because they decided to go to the same place. Let's all go to Miami over here with him. Yeah. So my boys, when their rookie contract is up and all this stuff is up and Lonzo's, and they come at the same time, you don't think they're all going to be like, hey, let's band together and go. It's easy. Yeah. So, so 2024, be looking for that. I'm come telling home. you. folks going to be like, man, what team? Hey, I said, I mean, my boy's for Cali. Yeah. So
0: y'all figured that when. <laughs> out. You first. Yeah, that's an exclusive. We'll take that. Come on. Hey, we're so grateful for your time. I know you have so much on, and I can only imagine how busy your weeks have been, but we're really grateful that you've given us your time. Yeah. We're... we're You've won over so many hearts and minds over here in Australia. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, we, Traditionally, we haven't been a big basketball country for the last 10 years, and since your son actually came to the country, right, right, it's, right. it's changed the landscape. The, the, mm. the amount of kids and young people that are loving the sport, getting involved, following the NBA is enormous. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we have lots to thank you and your family. So thank you for your time. Yeah, we're really yeah, grateful. Thank you,
2: guys, man. Being my friend, and you know I appreciate you, dog. Yeah. But I, I love you guys. Like I said, this to me, I, I've been sitting and talking to people on on the on the porch for free. Yep. Now from a guy from South Central to come up in the, in the studio and talk <laughs> with you guys from Australia. Yep. That's a, that's a big feat in a lot of people's eyes.
1: Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you. Yes, yeah. thank you guys. Much, much respect, man. man. Yeah. Thanks so much.
0: Cheers. Okay, all love. Thanks guys.